Hello, and welcome to the Agape House of Worship weekly podcast. Through this podcast, we hope and pray that you will be equipped and empowered to live the life that God has planned for you. If you are blessed by this message and would like more information, please visit our website at www.agapehousenj.org. Thank you and God bless. Quick, your word is powerful, your word is sharper than any touch, and your word can go to the deepest part of our hearts. Your word can heal, touch, encourage, and we pray that your word will do everything here that you have intended it to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. So I have 35 more minutes to speak today. Uh, so just pray for me in the spirit. As you are listening, amen. All right, we started to talk about pouring uh, during the crossover service. I spent like five minutes to just introduce it. Uh, And we're going to spend the next three, four weeks to talk. The next year, really, uh, as God brings us back there, we're going to do it. And one of the things I said is that pouring represents God's best. God's best. Because when God blesses, he pours. God does not bless in trickles. Hallelujah. God does not bless in trickles. God is a God of abundance. And what he has given us is not trickle life, it's abundant life. Amen. God has given us abundant life. So when God blesses, and we can see that, I'm going to show you a few scriptures. Isaiah 44 that was read in verse 3, he said, I will pour water on the thirsty land. I will pour all right, if you're here, you are thirsty. Sometimes thirst, you know, is a sign that you are, there's lack. Obviously, thirst is lack. You haven't gone, you have gone without water for an extended period of time. All right? God says if you are thirsty, if you are lacking in any way, if you are famished in any way, I'm not going to just release trickles. I'm going to pour. Hallelujah. And streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. Hallelujah. In Acts chapter 2, which is our key verse for the year, uh, verse, verse 17 and 18 says, in the last days. And how many of us know we're in the last days? All right, we're in the last days. Even people in the Bible believe they were in the last days. So if they were in the last days 2,000 years ago, I think we're in the latter part of the last days. Hallelujah. So if it was true then, it is true now. Hallelujah. So in the last day, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. I want you to notice the word pour. Pour means I will release in a big measure. I'm not going to just measure it. I will pour it. All right? And he, say, and he talks about what is going to happen. In Malachi chapter 3, the Lord was challenging the Israelite about tithing. And he says, bring the old tithing to the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord, and see if I will not throw open the floodgate of heaven. All right, floodgate is what you use to limit the flow of water, right? He said, I will throw it open. How many of us are ready for floodgate of heaven to open? And it's going to open on you in Jesus' name. And pour out so much blessing. I'm believing that this year, 
the Lord will pour out so much blessing that there will be not be enough room, enough to store it. How many of us are ready for that overflow? You're ready for that pouring, and the Lord will do it for you in Jesus' name. In Luke 16, you know, that's the New Testament now, he also talks about giving. He said, give and it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured. You see, when God blesses, he pours. He pours. It will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So the promise is real. The promise is powerful. The promise is really something the Lord wants to focus on for us this year. So we're going to spend time to talk about that. We're going to not just talk about it. We're going to spend time to also pursue it. We're going to pursue it together. I want you to say together. We're going to pursue it together as a church, as a family. We're going to trust God that we want to see God release out, pour out his spirit, pour out his blessing, not just on me, but on every member of Agape House of Worship. And that's our desire, that's our prayer. Hallelujah. I'll say a few things about, you know, the nature of this promise. Hallelujah. What is this promise about? The promise of outpouring, if you look at it, especially we're going to focus on uh, the act, it's a game changer promise. A game changer promise. If you read the devotion yesterday, we mentioned that. I mentioned that in the devotion a little bit. That is a game changer. It changed how God operates completely. It was a change, game changer promise. Before this promise, which started in Joel, uh, it, it, you know, it started in Isaiah. It was given to Joel. And it, was, it began to be actualized in Acts chapter 2. And in Acts chapter 2, which is what we have there, Peter reminded people, this is what was spoken by Joel, by prophet Joel. So it was a game-changer promise in the sense that before these outpouring, right, the Holy Spirit wasn't given to everybody. It wasn't everybody that experienced an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was reserved for special people. For special people. You had, you had to be a prophet. You, you have to be a priest. You have to be a judge. You know, you have to be someone with a special call, special assignment from God that, re, that experienced the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So when you, read the, when you read the Old Testament, you will see that the Spirit of the Lord came upon Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Ezekiel. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Moses. The Spirit of the Lord came on people, came upon Samson, came upon Gideon, came upon Jephthah. The Spirit of the Lord came on these people because they were special. And that's the truth. They were chosen for a special assignment. And God decided, I'm going to change the game. There will no longer be special people. The Holy Spirit will no longer be reserved for people who belong to special family. In fact, in the Old Testament, priesthood was reserved to a family. You have to be a descendant right, of Levi, to be a priest, to be, you know, you have to be a descendant, you have to be connected to that, to that family, to even qualify 
to be filled with the Spirit of God. And God said, I'm changing that. Hallelujah. That's why it's a game changer. Now, in fact, I will take you to 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 1, to give you a sneak pre- a, a preview of how even the prophets, you know, as the prophets look at this, you know, they were looking at, you know, just like today, the prophets were receiving these prophecies, they were writing it down, they were sending it to themselves, they were like, you know, I got this word, what does it mean? Just like we do today. That's how we, they did those days too. They were examining those prophecies. You know, God gave Isaiah, God gave Joel. You know, he would look at this. Even some of the old prophet people would read it. Daniel would read uh, prophecy given to Jeremiah, and he would try and understand it. He would talk to the other people and say, what is this about? And look at what Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 10, chapter 1. He said, concerning this salvation, the prophet who spoke of the grace that was to come to you. This is talking to us now. Search intently and with greatest care, trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sovereign of the Messiah and the glories that was to follow. I mean, they were really like, wow, these prophecies are just unbelievable. When is that going to happen? When is this glory that people will now have the Holy Spirit, people will be able to prophesy, great things will begin to happen? When? When is this going to happen? When? I can imagine, you know, I mean, I can imagine if it's now they are sending WhatsApp to each other because from, they, are, they are all over the world, they are sending WhatsApp. Another prophecy just came. God said he's going to do this. God said he's going to do this. People are putting it on Facebook, on social media everywhere. And prophets were pouring out, and they were reading it, and they were praying. They were asking, what is this time pointing to? Look at verse 12. Then it was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you. That it's not about you. And he said, no, no. The prophecy is still thousands of years to come. It's not now. I can imagine they were disappointed. When they spoke of the things that have now been told you, by those who have preached the gospel to you, by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Even angels long to look into distance. Even angels were baffled by the promise. They're like, what is God doing? I said, God is, God is it's crazy lately. You know what he wants to do? He wants to pour spirit on our people. He wants to make them powerful, equal to us. Even angels, they were curious about this prophecy because it is a game-changer promise. It changed the way God does things. It was really something that rattled everybody. They are like, you know what? I mean, God is really changing things. So the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is not to be taken lightly. Prophets that received them didn't take them lightly. It baffled them. It, it really rattled them. They had to really study intently. They have to really compare times. And they realize this is about some people who are coming in the future. And even angels are like, wow, this is going to be awesome. Praise the name of Jesus. It is a game changer promise. I want you to turn to your neighbor. Are you ready for the game changer promise? Hallelujah. Also, it is God-directed. It's one of those promises that 
God didn't consult anybody. It wasn't as a result of somebody praying so hard. You know, some promises, we force God to make some promises, right? Because we pray so hard. Some people pray so hard. Some people, no, 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 no. It is God that says, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. And I love it. When I read Acts chapter 2, that came to me. And in fact, I read it in the, the Passion Bible. You know, it came out quite well in Acts chapter 2, verse 17. This is what I will do in the last days. It's as if God is saying, I don't care whether angels agree with me or not. Either the elders in heaven, will, you know, we want to persuade him to say, no, no, no. These people will not respect us anymore. If they start, they start getting filled with the Holy Spirit, they start doing signs and wonders, miracles. I mean, they will just think they are more than that. God said, no, 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 no. This is what I will do. And I love it. When God wants to do something, he will do it. Hallelujah. And he said, I weep poor. Did you see that? I weep poor. It's not going to be in trickles. It's not going to be, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. He said, I weep poor. My spirit on everybody. So it's God that wants to do this. And I love it. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Hallelujah. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Nobody can stop God because it is God that says that we do it. Now, and he chose to focus on that word. He chose to put our attention on that word. I don't know if any of you have just saw the prophecies of the geo for the year. Joel chapter 2 was his prophecy for the year, for internationally, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. If I didn't give words, it was different this year. It was different this year. He, gave, he just gave scriptures. So Joel 2.28 is what he gave internationally, outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So God decided this is for us this year, and nobody can stop it. I want you to say, nobody can stop it. There's another thing I saw here when I look at this very well. It is a leveler promise. And I use the word leveler because it levels everybody. It brings everybody to the same level. And that's, I think that's why it rattled everybody. That's why even the, the prophet, office of prophet, the priest, all those people, that's why they were like, this is strange. We're getting some prophecies now that just look like things are about to shift. Things are about to shift. It levels everybody. I want you to look at that again. He said everybody. Even, even Prophet Joy said that and he's like, what does he mean everybody? Why is it everybody? And he said, it will cause your sons and daughters to prophesy. Children. Filled with the Holy Spirit was unheard of. Children, I mean, kids receiving the Holy Spirit completely. What? And that's why the, the disciples even got used to that. They were, that's why they were kicking children away from Jesus. When they brought kids to Jesus and he said, no, 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 no. no. I mean, kids, Jesus and children, they don't mix. I mean, we are doing something serious here. I mean, I mean this is a man. This is a. Man sent from heaven, from God. And you want to bring kids around? You think we're joking? And Jesus said, no, 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 no. Bring them. Yes. 
is the kingdom of God. There's a correlation here. That your sons and daughters will prophesy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm glad our sons and daughters, they are prophesying. They are prophesying. Hallelujah. So don't stop your children from prophesying. Encourage them to be yielded to the Holy Spirit. Don't think they they can't understand what we are doing. Don't think they can't get it. They don't understand it. No, 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 no. The Bible says, out of the mouth of babes, the Lord has ordained strength. We're going to see a lot through our children this year. Amen. Our youth, we're going to see a lot through them. Amen. He said, your, your sons and daughters will prophesy. It will cause them to prophesy. So the outpouring of the Holy Spirit will cause them to prophesy. And it will cause our young men to see visions. All right? And it doesn't leave the old men behind. Amen? Aren't you excited about that? It will cause old men to experience dreams from God. All right? Dreams from God. God will give you dreams. And he said, the Holy Spirit will come upon all my servants, men and women alike. Doesn't distinguish between gender. Men and women alike. And they will prophesy. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit put everybody on the same plane. The leveler promise. Praise the name of Jesus. But it's also a life-changing promise. It is a life-altering promise. You know, when it is real, it is not an emotional promise. A lot of times people see, oh, yeah, yeah, outpouring is just about goose pimples. It's about, you know, somebody shaking, somebody feeling sensation in their bodies. You know, yeah, those, those happen. But that's not what it is about primary. It is life changing. It is what can happen because of those encounters. It changes life. It changes how people see. That's why he says it causes you to prophesy. Prophecy is life changing. How many people's lives have been changed here by prophecies? Somebody speaking to your life. Somebody prophesying. Somebody is prompted by God to make a declaration unto your life. And that declaration begins to change things. Doors that are closed begin to open. Things that seems like were not working begin to work. Things that were just stones begin to move. Things, circumstances begin to move around you. All because somebody spoke a word. Somebody prophesied. Somebody made a declaration. Prompted by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So it is life-changing. It is not for us to fall down to experience alone. Yeah, don't discount that. When those happen, some people can't, you know, when, when they force, you know, it's just like electricity. Some people, you know, they tremble and we will not be the first one. Even the apostles, when they experienced the outpouring, people thought they were crazy, right? So this will not be the first time people would think, oh, yeah, this is funny, this looks crazy, people are crying, people are laughing, people are, yes. Yeah. But even when those are not happening, the Spirit is still doing great things in people's lives. 
it is here to change life. Look at how he changed the life of the disciples. They were really, if you really think about this, they were nobody in the society. They are not the type of people you would select to cause a movement. Right? If God said, you know, I need to start a new movement, a new movement that will go all over the world, that will be recognized, that will be a force to be reckoned with. You don't go to fishermen, right? You don't go to fishermen. You don't go to all these people they did not belong to. You know, they didn't have the pedigree. They didn't have the education. They didn't, in fact, the Bible said when Peter first spoke to the Sahendrin, and they, they, they look at them, they said, they took notice that these were unlearned men. These were uneducated people. Uneducated people. They were, not, they were not the best. They were not people you would select. In fact, by the time Jesus was leaving, do you know that Jesus looked like a failure? All your disciples, they were running away. People who were supposed to take over the church, they were hiding. The one you chose to be a leader was denying you. Your successor told everybody, I don't, know, I don't know him. Ah, me, Jesus, we've never met. No, no, no. I don't even know what. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Maybe you saw someone that looked like me. No, not me, not me. There are a few people who look like me around here. No, I mean, that is the person I was supposed to take over from him. That looked like, wow. But when the Holy Spirit came upon them, hallelujah. When the Holy Spirit came upon Peter, came upon the disciples, it was life-changing. Completely life-changing. Boldness came. Wisdom came. I mean, they knew how to run a mega church instantly. First service, 3,000 people added, right? I mean, if you have a 3,000 church, it takes a lot to run it. Oh, you know the amount of trouble? You know the amount of challenges? Quickly, they had to really organize things, form ministries. They, they didn't even know what is forming ministry. All of a sudden, boom, they started forming ministry. They started organizing people. They started forming house cells. They started doing this. They started, how do we have service? What do we do this? Online people. Life-changing. Signs and wonders. Miracles. Things started happening. Then God started adding more and more people. Added Paul, added everybody, and the gospel started moving all over the world. I mean, they started planning missionary trips. Unlearned people. With no money, with not, they started learning missionary trips. They started traveling to Europe. They started bringing the gospel. They started establishing churches. And some of those churches are still existing today. Praise the name of Jesus. It is life-changing. I want you to turn to your neighbor. Your life is about to change. Your life is about to change. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, your life is about to change. Your life is about to be altered. There's an outpouring coming your way. There's a move of the Holy Spirit coming your way. It is coming. It is coming because the Lord proposed it. The Lord determined it is coming. It is coming your way and it's about to change your life. In the name of Jesus. It's important. 
for us to know. We must believe this. That's why I'm giving you context. Simple, but I want you to be able to know this is the heart of God. When God gives his word, we must believe his word. We must hold on to his word. We must understand it. We must pursue it. Hallelujah. So the outpouring is very important. I have 13 minutes, but I will do it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Why do we need outpouring? Somebody sitting there and say, why do I need this? Why do I need to stress myself? Why do I need to pursue it? Why? Why can't I just live my life and just be just ordinary person? I don't need all this stuff. I want you to know, I'll give you three reasons why you need it. Number one, the life God called you to live is a supernatural life. And you need the outpouring to live a supernatural life. Now, if you want the natural life, I'm sorry for you. Natural life is disappointing. Natural life is filled with challenges. Natural life is filled with hopelessness. Natural life will drown you. Natural life will overwhelm you. You don't want just natural life. We don't just want what lives offer. You want what God offers. Praise the name of Jesus. By nature of our calling, by nature of our salvation. In fact, I love John chapter 3 verse 8. This is Jesus continuing to, you know, in John chapter 3, starting from verse 1, Nicodemus came to Jesus and they started talking about salvation. They started talking about what it means to make Jesus unveil the concept of being born again, being born of the water, born of the spirit. And Jesus, as Jesus continued in verse 8, look at what Jesus said. In fact, I want everyone to read this together. Oh, my God. We can't see it here. Can you see it here? All right. You can open it in your Bible if you're sitting on this side. I think God is speaking to people on this side. <laughs> God is prophetically speaking that you probably, you don't read your Bible when you come to church. And he decides that this needs to be turned off for a little while. So you can go into your Bible. So if you can see it here, let's read it for them. Hallelujah. Let's go. One, two. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Amen. Did you hear it? You know what that says? Everyone born of the Spirit is a mystery. You are a mystery. Everyone that is born of the Spirit is a mystery. He said, wind blows, right, where it pleases. <laughs> you just hear it sound, right? You can't tell where it's coming from. Where is it coming from? Where is it going? That is the life of everyone that is born of, that, or born of the Spirit. That is the kind of life God intends for you. Your neighbors can figure you out. They can figure the source of your joy. They can figure out the source of your wealth. They can figure out the source of your promotion. They, don't, they can figure out why you are picked in, instead of everybody. They can figure out why is it only you. They think what is wrong. What, what, what did he do? That is the life of everyone that is born of the Spirit. How many of us want that life? And that's going to be our life here. 
Why is that church growing? What is going on there? What do they do? Why does everyone want to go there? What is special? What is about there? Why? The Spirit. They are poor. Hallelujah! The Spirit. The Spirit. The kind of life God has called us is a supernatural life. It's not a life that is limited by our circumstances. Limited by education, limited by background, limited by skin color, limited by zip code, limited by this. No, 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 no. It is a supernatural life. Right? It is connected to a power source that nobody sees. Connected to a power source. Powering it remotely. Hallelujah. Powering it remotely. Moving things on your behalf. Our God is a lion. The lion of Judah is roaring in power. He's fighting our battles. And they are like, who is fighting for you? My God is fighting for me. Who is moving things on your behalf? Do you know people here? Are you connected to people at the top? Yes, I am. But it's the top of the top. It's not top here. It's top here. Hallelujah. That's the life God has called us to live. So don't be satisfied with natural life. Biology doesn't limit you. Don't forget about what they've told you. Forget about your age. Forget about what works with everybody. Oh, no, it's supposed to be like this. Everybody has gotten this. No, 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 no. You're connected to a power source. You are dancing to a different tune. That's why it looks like your step is different. You know, because the music you are hearing is just so different. It's, it's so different. It looks like you are out of sync. It looks like you are out of sync. No, no, no. You are listening to a different music. But it's the real music. It's the music that counts. Praise the name of Jesus. Supernatural life. I want you to say, I want supernatural life. I embrace supernatural life. Supernatural health, supernatural provision, supernatural family. Even the Bible says, I and the children that the Lord has given to me, we are for signs and wonders. Hallelujah! Supernatural. Supernatural promotion is your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Also, we have been given a supernatural assignment. He said, God didn't just save you so you can be saved. He saved you and gave you a ministry. You see, why is it for everybody? Because now everybody has an assignment. And that assignment is supernatural. We have been given a supernatural assignment. He said, go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. All of us. It's not talking to special people. It's no longer reserved for special people. I want to let you know. I want you to listen carefully. Please listen. 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 Ministry is no longer for special people. It is for everybody. I want you to say, I am a minister of the gospel. If they are not saying it, they are afraid. Just convince them, encourage them, encourage, encourage the person near you. 
Let them say, say, I am a minister of the gospel. You know, someone said this, and I want to, they asked him, who are you? He said, I'm a nurse. Oh, no, he said, no, I'm a minister of the gospel disguised as a nurse. I'm a minister of the gospel disguised as an accountant. I'm a minister of the gospel disguised as a teacher. I'm a minister of the gospel disguised as a businessman, a businesswoman, disguised as a student, disguised as an investment banker, disguised as an IT person, right? Disguised as a pharmacist. What are you disguising? Ask them, what are you disguising us? Tell them, what are you disguising us? I think that's what we should be asking ourselves. Don't tell them, what do you do? No, you are doing ministry. What are you disguising us to do ministry? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are all being called to ministry. And let's do it. Do it in your house. Do it to your children. Do it to your neighbor. Don't really, I mean, do it to your children. Teach them. Pray for them. Minister to them. Do it to your neighbor. Do it to your friend. Teach them. Minister to them. Do it everywhere you go. Hallelujah. You have a supernatural assignment. And that's why God has anointed you. We also have a supernatural enemy. I use that in quote, but the Bible tells us in Ephesians 6, 12, we are not fighting against flesh and blood, right? So it's not something we can see. There's a supernatural enemy, but it's an inferior supernatural. Hallelujah. So we are not fighting against flesh and blood. So we are not fly, fighting against flesh and blood enemies. But those of you who have been convinced that your enemy is your friend, is your mother, is your mother-in-law, is, uh, is your sister-in-law, is somebody, you have been deceived. Just show them this scripture. Those prayer lines you join, where they tell you all kinds of crazy stuff. You can't live your life. You're not confident anymore. You're suspicious of anybody. Christianity that makes you suspicious of people is fake. It's not genuine. It's not genuine. Why should you be running around afraid of witchcraft? They should be afraid of you. That's, that's, I mean, why should I be afraid that some evil people are somewhere? No, I should be walking around and they should be afraid that he's coming. He's coming. Or she's coming. They should be. If it is true that our God is more powerful than their God. Isn't that what Elijah does? Let's do it. If it is true that their God is, your God is more powerful, you should be confident. They should not be the one confident and you are hiding. Who is serving the real God? Your God is the real God. Their God is a fake God. They are serving demons. We are serving God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So reject. They sound good. They sound great. They, they try to whip your emotion. It is not of God. God said we are not fighting against flesh and blood. They, they are not sin. Evil rulers, authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly realm. 
Well, praise God, we have the supernatural power. We have a superior power that is over them. That's really why, and that's why we need to be connected. Now, if you're not connected, then you should be afraid. If you're not born again, then you should be running around. If you don't have Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have every reason to be afraid. But if you have him, which we do, if he's on your side, which he is, if you have the outpouring, which we have, then we are on top. Can we lift up? Let's rise up and just cry out, Lord, we need it. Father, we need it. Let's pray, Lord, I need an outpouring. Lord, touch me, release it, fulfill your promise. Fulfill your promise. Fulfill your promise. Just ask him, Lord, fulfill your promise. Fulfill your promise of outpouring in my life, in my family, in this church. Can we lift up our hands and say, God, fulfill it. You are not a God that you should lie. You are not a man that you are not a man that you should lie. You are not a son of man that you should repent. Lord, you have promised. You have given up a word for 2019, and you have promised it long time ago that this is our era. This is the time. Lord, you have promised it. This is the time. You have promised it in the last days. You will pour out your spirit. Lord, pour out your spirit. Lord, pour it out. Cause us to prophesy. Cause us to see visions. Cause us to dig, dig, uh, dream big dream. Cause us to do mighty things. Let there be miracles, signs, and wonders in this place. Lord, release. Release upon our sons and daughters. Lord, release upon our boys and girls. Lord, release. Perform it. Lord, perform it. Lord, perform it. Lord, perform it. Perform it. Perform it. In this place. In my life. In my life. I want to experience it. I want to experience it. I want to experience the outpouring. Open the floodgate of heaven. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floods, gates of heaven. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floods, gates of heaven. Can you lift up your hand and just ask me?
Father, in the name of Jesus, I command every floodgate preventing your outpouring in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, I command you to be open now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I'm asking for an outpouring upon every boy and girl, every man and woman, upon every young adult here. Lord, I'm asking for an outpouring of your spirit and of your blessing. I just feel I need to invite some people while all eyes are closed. You're here, you want to give your life to Jesus. You know, outpouring only occurs when you are in Christ. When you are not in Christ or you are far away from him, you won't be able to experience it. And I want you to be able to experience it. If you're here, you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to accept him as your personal Lord and Savior. Lift up your right hand. I'd just like to pray for you here. God bless you, sir. God bless you, man. God bless you, sir. There might be one or two people. Thank you. Thank you. I need any other person. If you're there, I'll give you 10 seconds. Just wave your hand. Let me just see it. I'd like to know the people I'm praying for. Just wave it. God bless you, man. God bless you. God bless you. Place that hands on your chest as I pray for you. I'm going to lead you in prayer. Just say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you died for me. I thank you that you paid the price. And today, I accept your sacrifice. I accept your offering. And I say, Lord, forgive me. Today, I put my faith in Jesus, in his sacrifice. I believe he died for me. I believe he was buried. He rose again the third day because of me. Today, I am born again. I'm a new person in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you made that decision, please don't leave. Fill out the TRO portion before you leave. The bulletin you have as a TRO portion, fill it out, please, and put it in the offering basket when they are going, and I will get them, and I would like to continue to pray for you. God bless you. You can have your seat.